Hi, you're listening to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively brings insights from the Indian space activities ecosystem. I'm your host Narayan, the co-founder of India's first space-focused think tank, Spaceport Sarabhai. Guests on the New Space India podcast help you understand space activities related macro and micro trends within India in all aspects including space history, local industry, space science, technology evolution, law and policy, art and more. The New Space India podcast is supported by Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing businesses and people with collaborative virtual environments to enable sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups, small and medium scale enterprises and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellites. Hi and welcome to yet another episode of the New Space India podcast. Today we have here the CEO and CTO of uh, Elena Geosystems Colonel Velan here. Um and it's a very interesting, you know, company I would say because uh, I looked at his background and he being a military person and then now doing technology and providing independent solution as an entrepreneur is a very rare thing in India as I can see it as well. So I think it's a fascinating company and I look to look forward to chatting with you. So welcome to the episode sir. Thank you. Thanks a lot. So let's uh, begin with your own military background and you know what you have experienced in the military and then you leading to becoming an entrepreneur. So give us a little bit of a background into you know how was your military days and what did you learn from your military days and you know what led you to actually saying that look I I want to build actually a solution by myself and do it in the private sector and have a company of my own. Yeah. See, I am basically a fighter in the military who's a fighter means basically infantry officer who's actually on when you think of army means you think of people like us not any hi-fi person. I am similar type of person. We have been using GPS for quite some time. When GPS was inducted into our services, it I happened to be the team leader of the team which did the trials for GPS. That time also we found how why how GPS was not useful actually some device we were given from another company x us and but people told us to adapt ourselves or try to manage what is possible at that time so this was way back in 1998 then uh, what we had is it uh, in 2000 during our kargil war gps as a service was denied to us so we had lot of uh, equipment which is gps oriented we could not use it because the you know out of their own uh, understanding and their own perception of indo pakistan conflict us uh, increase uh, in inaccuracy to that level that we can't use it this single incident has resulted in loss of more than 100 lives to indian army so this set us to think uh, the higher people or the government also indian government started thinking about it and they said we should get into this navigation domain a big way so then uh, from there we had the starting and then uh, by the time gagan was being uh, what is it, implemented for supporting international civil aviation and so in 2008 9 and all that we worked on to devising our own system i say after all as a country we need to have our own system main thing that we found out in gps is that gps is suitable for the temperate region see which are the countries are using it today the countries like usa uk european union and they go along the same temperate region for the polar region Russia has got its own uh, lunar system there is nothing for the equatorial region equatorial region uh, one janadan makela is there is a boss of all uh, what is the 
the ionospheric uh, studies in the world. And the Ion Institute is there. He's a, what is the de facto chairman of Ion Institute also. Now, he has done studies for 10 years to model equatorial region. He could not do it. Because they all know that GPS guard cannot be used in the equatorial region. So along with that, we, along with ISRO, took up a challenge. And then we started creating our own system. Government of India created a small cell called Integrated Space Cell, where they posted me as a, one of the officers who got experience both in the See, both in the fighting side also, and in a little bit of technology side also, I had experience because they put me there. From there, uh, we then worked with ISRO and then had formulated this idea of having Navik in place. So Navik, when the satellites started going up, we found that no one is coming forward in the ground segment to do uh, to develop all this. So that propelled me to get into this domain because after having designed a system, just putting up a satellites, it was not used, won't be good. good. So then I. Uh, what is they started putting up my own company. Uh, before that, uh, see, when we develop a new system, we need to do a lot of R&D. There's no two ways about it. When GPS was put up, US did R&D for a decade. Same if you're putting up a system for India or Navic, for the equatorial region, we need to do some studies. So we had, uh, to do this study, we had approached Indian universities, they had taken up. I also was sent from our uh, ministry to do uh, study on this topic. Actually, PhD from IIT Kadakpur. I was initially sponsored. Having gone there, I found that it's better to move out of services. Then I resigned and then went there. Put up company in IIT Kadakpur to concentrate on the research and development aspects, collaborate with people around the world. And that's how Elena came into being. And we initially were only research oriented. We, not, uh, we thought that we'll make some algorithms, make some ideas, give it to Indian companies to proliferate it. But then did not take off. So we started getting into one one domain ourselves. First, we went into a software domain in terms of logics and algorithms required for Indian terrain or the equatorial region. We went for that. And uh, later on, we found that no one was working in the hardware side also. Satellites were started going up in 2017. And we found that there's no, no one working in the hardware domain also. So that's how we went on to hardware domain. Willy-nilly today, what is it? It's taught by design by default. We have been pushed into both hardware and software, and we were working with the same sole aim of uh, you know, giving Navic-related services for the country or for the uh, region, actually. For example, our, my company is not something which is IT companies migrated to this, or a communication company migrated to this, not even an electronic company into this. Company was created only for giving Navic services. And we, that's why we are completely focused on this niche segment. That's why today we have that uh, so what is a good uh, presence in this domain and have this uh, advantage of being first mover into this domain with all required equipment. So that's why we have end to end presence today. So that's how my journey from military into establishing this company, how we have come to this level, what we are working today. Right. So very, very interesting as to how you, you know, began and then how you have evolved in that process. Right. So from uh, on our audience standpoint, I think many people don't really know what is Navic because Navic is a very catchy word, but, you know, many people don't know what is Navic. So I think what would be interesting to you know the audience as well as I guess uh, generally from an understanding point is for you to probably tell us what does Navic mean both technically and for an end user perspective uh, for especially a country like India. And what potential does it hold? And you know, where are the blockages that are present that we need to unblock? 
Yeah. Navik, the word Navik is can be interpreted in two ways. Complete word. Navik means a boatman. Someone who, who uh, what is it, takes a boat along. Someone who guides a boat. So Navik is that. And it's also an acronym which is which means navigation with Indian constellation of satellites. Navigation of satellites. So that's Navik. See, Navik, the name also originated from the word, word uh, what is it, navigation. India gave the word navigation to the world. Navigatit is a science written in our uh, scriptures. From that word navigation came. That's that's how the word navigation came into the uh, what is the English also from navigatit it went to navigation, and uh, so we being leaders in this domain we put up a system for navigation using our own satellites. Like GPS has got its own constellation of twenty four satellites which gives you service around the world. We started putting up seven satellites initially to cover the Indian region. Slowly we are increasing the orbit. And then now we have a complete constellation of around 12 satellites giving you Navic systems. We put up two systems. One is IRNSS, which is like GPS, replacement for GPS. IRNSS, replacement for GPS. IRNSS means Indian Regional Navigation Satellite System. The separate system that will give you all activities of a normal navigation system. The focus was initially India. Then we had put up Gagan system, which is an augmentation over GPS to be used by civilian uh, or civil aviation people for the aircraft to fly. So uh, in civil aviation side, we had WAS, which is over America. Then we have uh, IGNAS over Europe, which is giving uh, augmentation to GPS signals. Why augmentation required is the GPS signal that we are using is a course oblique acquisition signal. Per se, it is not correct that they have told. The uh, high precision signal are being used by military people, by the US government, which is not given to everyone else. So, to improve this accuracy of course of the acquisition signal, people started putting different methods of you know, increasing it. One is to have additional satellites that will give you more uh, uh, what is the coverage and it will increase the uh, accuracy to a level which can be used by the civil aviation. It's actually two meters uh, in uh, the horizontal plane, seven meters in the uh, yeah, what the in the vertical plane? That's a cylinder you have to fix a aircraft. So that's possible with the augmented signal. That is that's how we got WAS, which is in America, IGNAS, which is in Europe. This side in Japan they put up on EMSAS. So in between IGNAS and EMSAS there was a gap. Then they requested India to put up a system which will enable world over flying of aircrafts. So that's how we put up Gagan. Gagan we put up and Gagan we found that is much more better functional. I mean, more, most of the time with using Gagan, you'll get one meter accuracy. Though design is only 10 meter accuracy. And it's a two meter by seven meter is a cylinder what people want it also. But then uh, Gagan will give you one meter accuracy. With that expertise in hand, ISRO put up our own system satellite called IRNSS. Similar technology adapted for larger thing. So today we have three Gagan satellites, nine IRNSS satellites, total 12 satellites, which covers from Africa to Australia, along the equatorial region. See, we are giving what is a services which is good in the equatorial region. In the temperate region, obviously GPS which is designed for it will be better. But if we have a system which takes GPS also and IRNSS also, we'll have covered both the things. And if I have a system which takes GLONASS also, I have to cover the entire world. So that's the approach which 
we as a company have, have also got into it that's the approach what is a which is more logical approach so isro also our government of india also has adapted it that's why the integrated gagan with irnss at the engineering level the gagan through gagan you getting gps and we have irnss both put together as navic any constellation of satellites so navigation with indian constellation of satellites so this is navic and navic when is a navic we are talking about irnss we are talking about gagan when gagan you talking about means they are extending or taking the help of gps also so this gives you best solution almost around the world that's so that's navic for you right uh, again uh, super interesting so you talked about your company's uh, you know dna being uh, the use of navic in our country in our region uh, at the end so what sort of services are you looking at is it that uh, you see more adoption coming from the military side because you have an insight being a military man or do you see you know adoption across the board in other areas as well so what is the areas of adoption are you seeing and you know how how big is the appetite because obviously gps receivers uh, on the ground are very cheap and very low cost and uh, it's something that people would want to use because uh, maybe it's not as high accuracy that as navit could provide but then it's super low cost so it's always a gamble with the cost and the accuracy at the same time right so i'm no expert in this but i would love to hear your thoughts on these yeah see first about uh, navic is a new system that's coming in new technologies so everywhere we have to develop uh, different types of equipment we cannot use gps equipment or we can't even extend it or modify it to use navic that's a basic fact we should understand because navic uses different frequency different signal pattern a different message format all that is completely different so for and uh, main one of the main reason is that GPS is flying at twenty thousand five hundred kilometer average height. GPS satellites, whereas our satellites, the Navic satellites, are at thirty six thousand kilometer height, double the thing. So the antenna has to be more more precise. It has to take a signal which is almost one fourth of the signal which is being received from GPS. Then the size has to be bigger because uh, for message format is different. We have to have technically we have to have five megahertz width to have a proper reception. So. Uh, these are things that makes navic equipment separate from gps so when we are making some new equipment it will be obviously costly like a gps instrument in indian rupee terms only when for commonwealth games we use something of 1 lakh rupees capability same thing today available for 10000 rupees so that even when proliferation takes place navic also will cost will reduce even now cost is all comparable because people like us who provide solution we provide a composite solution we don't only give you navic only we give navic plus gps plus glonass so one instrument which can be used everywhere and when a new such technology comes to the into the country we we need to have the user needs to have a complete uh, series of uh, what is the equipment which will give him the final output he is not bothered about a chip being created or an antenna being created or a small device being created one has to have every complete solution so that we as a company have worked in that direction provide a solution basically so we have an antenna not just one antenna one antenna a range of antennas some will be used for military users some will be used by transport people some will be used by individuals a range of antennas then uh, navic has got different uh, what are the signal bands so navic signal bands are there so we have dual band antenna tri band antenna single band antenna like the combination is there similarly matching modules we have modules means it's not just one chip in the navigation domain two three chips have to work together 
to give the final output where you are that latitude longitude should be taken out after two three chips do the processing we put everything into a module so this module what is is what uh, we made and this module also got variants some tri band module quad band module a dual band module some for consumer market some for defense like that we have same devices different type of devices as and when uh, see right now we have only certain prototypes but when a demand comes from a particular user we make the device and give to you what is beautiful in our side is that we have got uh, see if it's for a vehicle tracking application for example if we just don't give the hardware only we have a tracking server also with us we have a map server map server framework which can take map from any source like google map or uh, any other map source it can it can take and provide the user with a complete uh, solution so we are in the hardware domain and software domain with this we are able to give you a solution which is most cost effective in the equatorial region and more so in indian context so as a cost wise we are almost equal we will be slightly costlier but yes because two two devices three devices three types of devices are being used it will be slightly costlier that is it but in overall the benefit that will accrue out of using our equipment connect what is in context of gps also with respect to gps is much more because we are trying to use gps for whatever reason people in, in uk or european union are using same thing when you use same equipment here will not function so our fun, our equipment is a solution for it i to say in other words for example if you use uh, this our equipment you will save in losses up to 50% your efficiency will increase up to 30% will what is the result in doubling your production for the same set of resources that you are having i have done this study in mining domain i have done this study in steel industry sorry and i have done this study in uh, another mineral processing industry also we we have proven to them that using this technology properly the output will be doubled which if a mining company is uh, what are they doing uh, 1 crore rupees uh, turnover per month it'll go into 2 crore rupees for the same set of men and resources only using our this technology not my technology using navic technology i'm saying per se we happen to give you the right equipment but navic is a source which we take and give to you so that's a that's a beauty of it so when you say the interplay of uh, navic and gps is there will be per se there will be some cost increase but that will also result in productivity increase also so it will offset everything for the user so that's what we are so i think uh, one thing that we would like to hear is uh, you know the application side let's probably explore the military side first and then the civilian side uh, later on um, so obviously you know i think uh, from a sovereignty standpoint uh, you know navic plays a very important role in the military Uh, obviously, you know, integrating that into all sorts of systems on the ground, in the in the air, you know, uh, and you know, even in space, for that matter, with the, the new constellations uh, that India operates to a large extent. So, uh, how deep is this integration at the moment, and uh, you know, what is the scope for uh, achieving sovereignty in our systems uh, using them? Yeah, in this, uh, Indian government has taken a conscious decision to give. all high precision signals see every constellation of satellites which are giving navigation signal will have two signals one and generally one will be blocked one will be given to the public that happens in gps it's got two signals same it is with glonass the russian thing also got two signals one is open to the public one is for the services and all that 
Indian government, our Navi Council has got two signals. But Indian government has taken a conscious decision that both will be of high precision and both will be free for the entire world community. What Indian government is seeing is that through space, they want to do develop human cooperation. So this is being seen today as a uh, tool of foreign collaboration or cooperation amongst countries who are developing. So this is given to other countries also. And while giving it to other countries, for example, if when someone, some, when we use some tracking devices made of GPS, generally the server is being white labeled from a company in US or a European company. So data ultimately resides with them. Indian government has made it mandatory that data will not reside with anywhere else except in that country which is asking for it. So today we have a solution where we go give it to the country, the entire thing becomes theirs. No questions asked. Indian government has assured free service, high quality service given to them. And we can give the entire equipment, they can manage from then on and manage it. That's all. We only give the technology to them. So the sovereignty of the countries, what is it? Not only India, of other countries which use Navic also is protected. That's how designed by India when this uh, project came up and it's working well now. So then, who are the users of Navic? There are four types of users. One is defense, we all know. The moment we talk about GPS and all that, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, some rocket getting fired somewhere and some missile going or a drone going. Okay, that's what comes in mind. But that is just 5% of the utilization of this technology. Huge utilization, which is rightly so in US also, that the adoption is into agriculture, adoption is into uh, logistics, it is into transportations, it is into shipping, civil aviation. So <coughs> the majority user is public. This technology, majority user is public, only 5% is defense, around 15% will be government users. We'll be using some high precision signals, for example, the land survey people will be doing uh, managing records, land survey records. They need some amount of application. Someone who doing that uh, mine uh, mining or uh, studying mineralogy or doing this, uh, uh, like we have uh, geological survey, which will use this type of equipment. 15% there. Rest all is public. Around 20% only this type of users will be there. Rest of the market is public. And in that we have corporates, we have individuals, we have government agencies giving services, someone else is giving services, all this put up. When I say public means I'm talking about all this segment, which is cost conscious, but utilization is very high here. Like now EV vehicle will use uh, what is it, uh, navigational signals to track themselves for various reasons they have. And uh, user, user of this EV vehicle is public. It's not the government. Government is just mandated. They might use some amount of vehicles. Defense might use few per number of EV vehicles also. But major users are only public. So this uh, technology per se, major users are public. And public are the people who will drive the way it is supposed to be used. So in our context also, Navic is not just, uh, it's not stabilized in whatever it is. Like GPS put up two signals, it is what it is. It's not that way in Navic. Navic is an evolving system. So now uh, we are trying to put more services. ISRO has already called us and then speaking to people like us, who are developers of Navic Solutions, uh, they've already uh, shared with us that they're going to put one more signal in the L1 band, which will be then allowing us to use uh, you know, more, uh, better use of Navic will be there. Maybe we'll put up more services. That's how we are planning to go. So Navic per se, majority benefit beneficiaries will be public 
and it will be used for public to make public life uh, uh, easy actually basically to enable uh, human activity you know better human activity that's what we'll have i'm pretty sure that uh, in your own journey there is a lot of mismatch between uh, end users who probably don't know what they can achieve with gps signals like you talked about the steel you know industry to a large extent uh, and i'm pretty sure that you might have to go build capacity in them and educate them about the usage of these signals and how it could be beneficial to these communities um, can you share any couple of stories around uh, you know these aspects and how you have discovered that you could work with a certain end user community or a group and uh, build capacity in them and then them adopting the whole solution might have had uh, an impact on their work at the end yeah i can do that see as i said uh, before even navic satellites came started going up we we put up a company to do research in this domain then uh, so our company was actually created in the technology business incubator of iit kharagpur and uh, we were doing research in the mining domain there we met jindal steel the jspl plant which is uh, near ranchi this half ranchi patratu is the place where this plant is there now their uh, president called me up and told that velen uh, what is, can you give a suggested solution one of the meetings i give a presentation or a talk on a miners day and then mining engineers day i gave a talk in tata uh, mines then from that they called me and asked me we gave us we wanted to we studied their uh, thing and we got came up with uh, two three solutions actually one is uh, to do with the vehicle utilization see they were using 50 vehicles they were using 35 vehicles and had plans for 50 vehicles to be used to move around people you know normal factory work uh, ranchi is the nearest town but it is 2 hours away and uh, another uh, town was beside so they were having around plan for using 50 vehicles they wanted us to give a solution for 50 vehicle to ensure better efficiency of utilization of these vehicles when we gave our solution and they started using it within about 6 months the total utilization of vehicle came down to 7 that means so many repetitive tasks got combined and so many uh, we suggested many methods so from 50 to 7 we came they had three dedicated vehicles so we can take it as 10 so 80% efficiency the 80% reduction they, they achieved and think of the efficiency pattern based on that that's what they did it then they had this uh, you know some set of uh, vehicles have to go along uh, uh, looking at uh, electric line they were getting they were supposed to give electricity to nearby uh, place nearby town so they put up a separate uh, electric line about 125 km electric line and uh, a separate pylon and all was coming up there was someone to go check this the items are dumped on ground just to see the protection of it when we started they were giving x money and uh, people are going up x money also arrived at saying okay this is the distance this is what calculation all that they have done it but when they started using our this technology for monitoring this progress of this uh, progress of the inspection part then they found that they can reduce the money by 50% and they reduced it by 50% here when they reduce 50% it's not the contractor is unhappy about it contractor is also happy that he is making money and the company is also the corporation is also happy that it's making money so actual money utilization was only 50% of what they were spending actual terms is 1.5 lakhs they were giving per month per person to doing this uh, uh, inspection of towers and all that after some time they reduced it to 50 75000 rupees only directly 50% reduction in cost see all this is saving and we done this project as only trial projects 
later on we uh, said that this we are using this project based on solutions uh, out of uh, mobile phones then we said let when navic satellite comes up please uh, transfer it to hardware and that's where we told them and told them to only to implement so it's once people have understood they have their own it people who can implement solution and this what is it so as a solution you see how much of efficiency is brought in that is one aspect next is balasur alliance limited is a factory which works on to special uh, what is a uh, mine or uh, special ore uh, actually they make this pellets and send it to uh, world over they are only people sending huge factory with around 3000 workers there again we sat with them and told them where are the places your technology you are losing out money and then we gave out a listing there again we found that uh, their uh, their efficiency pattern in which they initially arrived was 0.7 that is 70% efficiency they were working on but when we calculated we said your efficiency is only 0.3 with 0.3 efficiency they were having a turnover of 50 crore rupees we said we'll increase it to 0.5 with this technology which will double the output that side and then they were totally from without doing any additional investment by just giving small investment into this technology they found that they can double this uh, their production capability save on losses which is good for either side good for the country also good for them also the corporate and they save everything so they are ready to take our technology these are certain examples where we did a study closely with the mining people as we have done some study in the novamundi area also in the mines where the, the tata mines are the tata steel mines are there there also we did some study and we presented some reports so this technology these are certain examples where we have actually studied and told them recently we did a study for one of the port near uh, chennai a privately owned port krishnapatnam port where we told also how their operations can be further you know uh, efficiency can be brought in cost which have, they are also trying to use this technology they use gps related technology with high cost we said we can use we can use navic how will reduce we have given a presentation to them this all and it's a big eye opener for them also the cost we say costing basically if we are talking about navic being high more than that thing but gps they are already giving an exorbitant cost they getting from europe some gps equipment and when we compare that cost with our indian navic product it's not even half of it less than half of the cost of that product so per se for indian companies at least ours will be a very cost effective solution right again uh, very very fascinating uh, from all the aspects so from all the applications that you are talking about i guess also a lot of this is related to india but uh, as a company are you looking at uh, you know replicating these applications because all the applications that you talked about are country neutral you know all of the other countries uh, in and around the equatorial belt and this region in which uh, navic serves they obviously can use a lot of your uh, equipment and solutions and this is a theme that i see with a lot of the new companies uh, who have great potential uh, in india right where you can build a solution that uh, you can pilot in india and see if there are end users for it in india but once you have this uh, fit with an end user you can start suddenly selling it to southeast asian countries or you know african countries or other such places have you explored any of these uh, newer geographies or are you still you know looking at uh, breaking into other probably other uh, end user segments or looking at other aspects of this uh, because at the end there this huge potential for you that you can go you know deep into one vertical or broad into other hor- horizontals so what is your uh, progress has been in the last uh, you know few years as such yeah as you say this technology is for the equatorial region it's not uh, india country specific 
we have done some studies in india see beauty of india is that all terrain aspects that are there elsewhere in the world are available in india apart from that we have additional terrains which are available in india but not available elsewhere climatic condition which is available elsewhere is available in india also so and cultural orientation also see india we are ourselves multicultural people if i go to uh, say indonesia the cultural whatever cultural part of indonesia is available in india for me to do experimentation so per se this technology can be used by anyone so we also have been working similarly we have been or we are actually doing trials in from africa from mauritania which is west africa to we are doing in uh, kalimantan which is in uh, indonesia so we are working with all these countries include we include uh, middle east also in between so first our technologies can be used effectively we done a study just before covid because of covid then things got uh, you know stopped investment got stopped and all that one uh, good hope is there they are into big into this uh, uh, this uh, palm oil production so we did a study for them and they were again same impressed with this uh, ability of if you use the technology properly see gps will give you advantages that's there but those advantages to translate it we need a gps of our region that's the right way of understanding it that is navic so it's a thing which is navic if you use navic properly we'll get this advantages because your accuracy increases you can easily plot people exactly what time coming what time going and they found that their output are say they were supposed to invest x amount they're getting 3x amount within one year first year itself that's we proven to them so we have been working in uh, indonesia we have been working in thailand then uh, with people in thailand some trials are going on and some discussions are going on everything got disrupted because of covid then in middle east basically oman and uh, uh, this uh, i think dubai and uh, yeah those basically uae countries we are discussing with them in africa we are talking in talks with the nigerian people with uh, mauritania then senegal then uh, libya is what we are ghana not sorry ghana there is it uh, uh, yeah it's libya which we are in touch with they are the people whom we are uh, working with so these people will observe if they observe the technology basically concentrating on equatorial region or uh, this is a region in which developing countries are there that's all we are working also south southern uh, Uh, this thing southern uh, europe one girl from italy came and did a uh, this thing this and just recently gone back she did a uh, one month uh, rather two months of uh, what they call internship with us she is from italian university so they should come and did a uh, what is two months of internship with the company taking this technology to that country she is from milan so italy also can make use of our thing navic per se will be useful in uh, southern uh, europe better than the european system also but we since we are giving composite system it's overall more effective that way so these are the countries which are working right uh, fascinating and uh, i'm sure that we can go on for uh, a long time beyond this so maybe we'll you know set up another time to record a deeper episode and i would love to see some of your uh, own equipment and and see how this is working out for the industry but maybe one last final question before i let you go uh, you know where do you see yourself uh, in the next let's say 5 to 7 years because you are piloting a lot of the interesting solutions and you're helping industry adopt in the process and obviously you are dependent on maybe isro also to launch new systems that are you know more effective or or so on right because at the end of the day you're dependent on assets that are up in the in the sky 
as well to provide all of these solutions. So what kind of uh, growth are you looking at? And, uh, you know, is it that you will have, you know, 80% of uh, your solutions being used also outside of the Indian region, Indian subcontinent and, you know, users abroad? Or are you looking at India as then as a market or, you know, looking at drones or other aspects that are coming out? So again, that would be very interesting to you to learn about. See, this total market potential has been evaluated to be $200 billion. The, the GPS market is only $50 billion. Comparatively, some study was done in the equatorial region. So ours is $200 billion. We are the first movers, uh, first people in this domain with full system already available. For example, we have the first uh, tri-band module that is which uses L1, L5, and S-band. A very small module concept around... Uh, 40 mm by 30 mm by 5 mm is the concept of this is a form factor of it, which can be used very stable, can be used for high precision applications. Same we have L1, L2, L1, L5 module, which is also got gives you what is the high high what is the accuracy and all that, but more towards the public domain for the consumer market. We have done that. We have got the first drone navigation unit which is working out of Navic. Then we have got the marine units again first because we are the first set of people are giving it, which are being inducted into certain boats and the tests and trials have been done by Goa Shipyard. The shipyard has taken our equipment, fitted it, and then replaced the existing uh, equipment of European origin. In that, we are also working with LNT where they are replacing some equipment which is there uh, uh, or upgrading our lighthouses. This like our equipment will be used to upgrade lighthouses to use Navic. That they can they are using our equipment, equipment of European origin or some other country which is only GPS oriented equipment is being replaced with uh, equipment which is Navic. So this is a complete thing. Out of this majority user today, next about five years period, majority user will be Indians because the, this technology has been understood by the country and the people who were ready to absorb this technology. Slowly other countries will come in. What I see is that uh, ASEAN countries will adapt faster because they already have GPS. Moment we tell the difference, it will take on. Our Navic is into Australia also. Australians are actually, uh, they've used GPS and they're still not happy with that. That's a feedback I got from a couple of uh, Australian, uh, what do you call societies or so. Uh, there's a Indo-Australian uh, trade, uh, this thing is IOBF is there, IABF is there, business forum is there. They had visited Bangalore. And that uh, when we they come and contacted me, we discussed, we went to the governor to see how uh, Karnataka and Australia can work together. That way also it worked. And there we find that uh, GPS technology being used has not given what is expected output was not there. They'll absorb faster. Like this people, uh, what are the Nigerian people in African continent, we say Nigeria will absorb. Middle East people will also absorb faster. Because they're already using GPS. When we say, okay, you're using AI item, this is better than that. In any case, this item has got a shelf life no, and a utilization period. And the next cycle comes, they'll absorb everything. So what I see for my company is that uh, out of this $200 billion, I'll have a percentage of this. Being the first mover into it, we'll have a percentage, what is the percentage of this. And we have a plan. So by around, uh, in Indian rupee terms, you can say uh, a 2,000 crore company will become in about uh, four to five years' time. That's the focus. Revenue will be there. So that's a growth because this technology will get absorbed faster now. So, Colonel Raylan, thank you so much for spending time with us today and uh, good, you know, best of luck to you and your team. I think you're doing some really fascinating work um, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you so that, you know, 
down the line a couple of years from now would love to see how we have grown and uh, what is the adoption like and then catch up on another front of uh, how the business has grown because i'm pretty sure that this is a very strong uh, area to work in and there's lots of scope to grow it's uh, it's another uh, fascinating indian company that has uh, global potential good luck to you and uh, your entire team thank you thanks a lot Thank you for listening in to this episode of the New Space India podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this episode with anyone you believe will enjoy listening to it. You'll be able to find the New Space India podcast in any of the podcasting platforms that you may be using, including Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube and others. Do subscribe to the podcast in case you want to receive new episodes automatically. I'm grateful if you're able to leave a rating for the podcast. which will help others discover it thank you for listening in again and the next episode will be out in the next 2 weeks as usual